Hey, it's Junkman, and on the line we have uh, a good friend to all of us over here, and I'm so glad to be able to speak with her. I have Wendy Dio on the line. How are you, Wendy? Hi, very welcome, and I'm really glad to be with you again. Yes, it's been quite a while. I think uh, I think the last time I saw you was at a Ronnie James Dio event in the Valley where they were giving away a motorcycle at a Harley-Davidson oh, right. thing. Yep, yep, and yep. I, I, I remember Ronnie. showing yep, yep. you the ticket that I had. I had number 666, and I'm like, this is a sign. <laughs> I'm going to win this bike. And the guy that won it was a guy from Boston, and he had two ticket, or two numbers away from mine. And I remember I that. I know, I know. And it came in right at the last minute as well. Yes. <laughs> I was like, man, that Harley was mine. 666. This is this has to be. That would have been the greatest news story in God knows how oh, long. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, maybe we'll do another one later on and you can win that one. <laughs> okay. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. A um, lot of things going on. And uh, first and foremost, um, Rainbow in the Dark, the autobiography, the book by Ronnie, his his memoirs, uh, and it's now being put out by you and Mick Wall, and it's coming out uh, as of recording uh, tomorrow, July 27th. And uh, tell, us, tell us about this. Yeah. This is exciting news. Well, you know, Ronnie started writing the book, um, and it wasn't in a hurry, but he wanted it out. And he would write a bit and then leave it for a while, and then write a bit and leave it for a while. And um, then uh, when he part, when he was sick, he uh, scribbled a bunch of notes, because he wrote the book up until almost the end of Rainbow. And then uh, he would scribble notes and put different things down that he wanted to remember to put in the book and so on and so forth. But uh, unfortunately, never got to finish it. And so, you know, uh, I had a book deal for Ronnie when he was still alive uh, but then we kind of put it aside and it wasn't the right time and it was hard to go down all those memories and stuff sure. and then uh, Mick Wall kept priding me and priding me you know he knew Ronnie very well he was a journalist in UK and had interviewed him many many times We'd become a friend over the years and uh, he kept priding me and he said you know come on we got to do this so a couple of years ago we decided okay let, let's go for it let's, let's start doing it but I wanted it written in, in Ronnie's own words so fortunately, Ronnie's mother had scrapbook with every interview Ronnie had ever done, I think. Wow. And we went through a bunch of stuff and, and picked out things that uh, was carrying on with his life during those times. But it was things that Ronnie still said in interviews. We took all that out and put that all together and then memories of mine that came up at that time. So that's how we finished the book. It's going to be terrific. And we hope everyone will like it. Yeah, I'm sure we will because, you know, Ronnie was so honest about everything, as we all know. You know, and, yep. and when he would talk about something, you were the only person in the room that he was talking to. If He was, he was that kind of thing. You were one-on-one -on -one oh, yeah. at all times, and he was yeah. always so complete. His memory was so sharp, and oh, he, yes. he could go into detail about anything. So I can imagine this book is probably quite a few pages because simply because just... <laughs> well, it, it starts in 86 well he he started it because actually he was playing a concert and a journalist asked him the usual question how to get started right and he was going to give the regular usual answer and then he thought how did i get started and so that's why he thought in his mind, and then he decided that was what he was going to write his book about. So it starts in, in 1986 when he's just about to go on stage at the Madison Square Garden, which was like the ultimate 
Absolutely. venue for him, ultimate Absolutely. venue for him. Yep. He played it before with Sabbath and stuff, but to play it with himself and with his own name up yep. there, that was very, very special to him. And, um, and, of course, it has to end there because he's about to go back on stage again. Wow. So, um, But he always intended to write the second part. And he, I, I'm really looking forward to it, as all of our all of his fans are. This is going to be this is wonderful. It comes at a at a really good time, and uh, just remembering. I still can't believe that he's been gone 11 years. I know. As of this I know. Now. It's, it's, just... it's, it's, it, sometimes it seems like yesterday, and sometimes it seems like such a long time ago. You know, it, it's it's and there's things that happen that I always want to tell Ronnie, and I think, oh, I can't, but I'll tell him anyway. You sure. Know, like sure. when he got the Grammy, I was like, yeah. So I wish he could have got it during his life you know but there's the things that you know different things that come i go oh i wish i could tell him that or somebody i ran into that i hadn't seen for years and it's like oh ronnie would like to know that but then of course he's not there well i like to think that he's watching and watching oh, from there. above and below oh, above and below from heaven and hell you know so he's he's, he's looking he's, up and he's looking he's, down at the same time and he's laughing at me doing absolutely because sure he, he, he did not like doing interviews he would do them and he was always fine when he did them but he always gave me a hard time before he did them he was just, <laughs> one day i said to him come on ronnie you know this is a half hour argument i don't have time i have to do this you've got to do these interviews why do you always give me a hard time every time you know you're going to do them and you know you're gonna love it but right. why did you give me a hard time he goes well i have to suffer so you have to suffer <laughs> <laughs> ah i miss him so i just i miss our conversations that that he yes. would have with me and we would talk about just things not even about music sometimes we would talk Anything. about hockey and beer and baseball and other things that yeah, interested oh, yeah. him and every time i ran into him i will always remember he would stop what he was doing to come over and give me a bro hug you know and we would oh, talk absolutely. even yes, when he had yes, security yes. like saying he's got to be over here he'd say wait i'm not done yet and he would do that exactly. i will always remember that <laughs> So, uh, yeah, he pissed exactly. off a lot of security guys. <laughs> oh, I know. Actually, when he was in Brazil one time, um, he was uh, getting off the plane and the journalists were talking to him and everything. And it was an Australian cat that was crying. And he said, I'm not doing any more, any of your interviews until you get some milk for that cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, he got a beer for me. I'll, I'll take that as something similar to that. Too. And he would, he'd always make sure that I had, like, whenever I saw him, hey, the first thing he would say to me was, can I get you a beer? And I said, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, you can get yeah, me a beer, yeah. you know, and it yeah. was wonderful. But uh, all was. these details, I can't wait to read about because, you know, there's so many things as a journalist myself, you know, you always think about, God, I wish I would have asked them that or God, I wish yeah, I would have yeah, asked them yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure a lot of those questions and things like that will be answered in this, knowing, you know, the way his mind worked and the well, way he yeah. Detail oriented, you know. Well, there's some things in there that surprised me, actually. <laughs> Such as, can you can you give us a taste, maybe on? Well, I didn't know that he was a naughty boy and stole cars when he was a kid. Oh, <laughs> that make, no that's another thing I have that. in common with him. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. And then he was, lead, you know what? He, he, it was funny. I, I grew up on the East Coast too. I grew up in New York and in Connecticut, and he was so famous back there before he became famous back there. You know, with the L. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with yeah, El yeah, before yeah. Elf, before it was that. the yeah, Elves and the yeah. and the well, Angry had, Elves. Yeah. 
Yeah, he had a band when he was like 10, I think, his first band was or something. <laughs> and people still rave about them. Like, old-timer, like, I had no idea he was in that band. I'm like, yeah. They go, you know, oh, yeah. they yeah, played yeah, around yeah. the Connecticut circuit for, like, 1968. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That oh, was yeah, him. Yeah. But you would have never known. He had he had such a young mind. It was wonderful, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was. I think they broke the mold when he passed away because he had such an incredible love for human beings. He just loved people. He loved to talk about them. He loved to always make them feel like they were the most important person in the world. Yeah. Because, you know, that's that's how he was. He never ever forgot how where he came from. He was always humble. He never wanted to go do anything. You know, he was like to stay home, wear his sweats, hang out, have his friends over. You know, we mm-hmm. have an English bar in our house that we bought, actually bought from England and brought back over him and put it in. And he that was his favorite thing to do was watch sports and hang out with his friends at home, yep. eat Indian food. He loved Indian food. And such a big friend to British people such as yourself, you know? Oh, yeah. That well, was, that he, yeah, yeah, because when he when he was in Elf, um, they did, I think, five European tours with Deep Purple. So he was in Europe and in England and living in England, living in London at that time, and making records there um, with uh, Roger Glover and Ian Pace. They were producing one of his Elf records. And uh, he got so anglified, and he loved the British humor. And their beer. And the English beer, oh, yeah. definitely. Absolutely. I remember. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's just, man, it's one of those things that it's like, you know, you're waiting for Christmas Day so you can get your present. So I'm really looking forward to, to reading this particular book. Now, you've got something very special going on on Wednesday, July 28th. You've got a, uh, a live signing Dot oh, com yes, event. live signing. Yeah, it's uh, premiercollectible.com slash Dio if anyone wants to come on. Um, they pre-buy the book, and I will autograph it from, and they can ask me a question. Wow. And yeah, I'm sure you've got awesome. answers to just about anything, or will, do, you, do you think they're going to stump you with anything, or is, you know, I mean. Well, you know, I'll try. I'll answer. I'm just like Ronnie. I'm as honest as Ronnie, so whatever they want to ask me, I can answer. I can hear it now. Do you know the brand of cars that he was stealing when he was, you know, when a young? <laughs> well, well they actually was borrowing them. He wasn't yeah, right. stealing them. He was they borrowing Yeah, them. absolutely. They would go into, um, they would, they found a key or something, they broke into this, uh, uh, kind of a repair shop place which they didn't realize and that's all the cars were in there to be repaired and <laughs> and it was closed for the weekend so they would borrow them for the weekend and go i think it was only like 15 or 14 or something like that it wasn't old enough to drive i know that and they would uh, borrow these cars and then uh, bring them back at the weekend after the weekend that's terrific <laughs> it's kind of like a library book. Eventually, they'll do the same thing with a book. You know, exactly. or are you going to return it, or are you going to keep it for yourself? Right? I mean, you know? it wasn't. It wasn't stealing. We were just borrowing. Them. Exactly. Exactly. I signed it out. I'm good for it. I wrote. I signed my name on it. Right. Um, okay. All right. So you could you could pre-order the book again if you don't want to. You can go to premiercollectibles.com uh, slash uh, forward slash do. Yes. Or you can buy this pretty much at where all books are sold, correctly. Yeah, Barnes and Noble, yeah, Amazon. Amazon, or any yeah. of the little bookstores or ones that are left. There's hardly any left now, which is unfortunate. Same as record record stores. Yeah. I mean, they're few but and the far ones between. that are are the good ones. That's all I got to say oh, about that. You know? Absolutely. So, uh, and it's, again, it's with with author Mick Wall, who's who is a friend of Ron's and introduced or interviewed him many times. Yep. And yourself, I mean, I'm sure you guys have 
really had to add a lot of stuff since then because you guys have been so busy uh, with his memory, I'm sure. Oh, we've been very, very busy. And also there's some lovely photos in the book. Um, I didn't want to put photos that were like, there is a few of the bands and stuff, but I really wanted it to be personal. Fans have seen those band photos over and over again all right. over the place. So it's more personal photos that are in there, which is, it's, I think it's cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, again, it comes out tomorrow as of this recording anyway, uh, July 27th and the, the LiveSigning.com event will be Wednesday, July 28th. And as an added bonus, I was told from your publicist that we're gonna that you're going to give us a couple of uh, copies of the book to give away, too, which is going to yeah, be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yes, we are. Absolutely. And I will autograph those as well. Wow, wonderful. Even better. Uh, again, it's gonna we'll have the information up on the KNC.com website um, sooner than later. That's all I can tell you. I don't know the exact dates when we're going to do it, but they're putting together something right now. So uh, follow that. Get on the website and look around. And uh, yeah, we'll do it too, for sure. And I'll, uh, again, right now I'm recording for my junk band radio thing, and this will be up on knac.com as well. And so you can you can hear all this wherever. And uh, we're all, as Ronnie fans, again, we're all really, really looking forward to this. Um what else can you tell us is going on? Tell me about the, you know, are, are we going to be doing any more live events and things like that? Obviously, the the yearly uh, tribute is going on and uh, things like that. You guys did things in the past with his band and other things like that. What else is what else is happening in the in the wonderful well, world of Bo? We haven't been able to do the ride for Ronnie or the bowl for Ronnie, you know, because of uh, of COVID. But next year, hopefully, we'll have the ride for Ronnie and the bowl for Ronnie. Uh, I have a documentary coming out on Ronnie's wow. life. We've been working on that for a couple of years. That comes out next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a lot of reissues coming out from the record labels. So we'll have some uh, interesting bonus material, some of which have not been released before. And the Dio band will go out again, in I think, in March. And we are getting together a very, very special show to go along with that. We're not doing the hologram this time. We're doing, it'll be a film of Ronnie, which with very special effects. And I think I've been seeing some of it and it looks really cool. So I'm I'm kind of excited about that. Absolutely. As Um, you should be. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, so we have a lot of stuff going on for next year. So, you know, this year, of course, we had, you know, we had the global, um, vis- it was virtual concert that went out um, for Ronnie's birthday on July 10th. And uh, that was really cool. That went all over the world. And, and it was that was fun. And everybody, you know, it was it touches me so much that Ronnie's, you know, friends and, and, and other musicians that give their time and their talent to every time we ask for something to do something for for Ronnie for the charity they're there they're there it it makes you know it's really heartwarming I can't believe how many people the the stars and and just come come and do something for us and we were so so grateful for that well he was always one of the most beloved people like anybody you ask who is the greatest you know people have asked me who was the nicest rock star who was the guy in the business that you liked them that was the most wonderful to you and it's always ronnie is always at the top of the list always above and beyond anybody that i've ever met in the business. Which is lovely. That's lovely. To and hear. yourself That's as lovely. well, too. I mean, I have my Metal Jam charity for autism every year, and you've been so nice to us and, and donate things to us every year, and it's been great. I, I, I cannot thank you enough for, for helping us out with that. And I know that 
uh, autism was something that was very uh, dear to Ronnie's oh, heart as absolutely, well. Absolutely, absolutely. We got to get a cure for that. We absolutely have to get a cure for that. You know, I mean, we, we it, things are coming along better. You know, we're getting different things. You know, as 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 we progress, but you know, there's some of these terrible diseases are still around, and yeah. you know, we got to get rid of them. We got to spend more money on research and education on sure. it. Well, I mean, with, with uh, again, with uh, tell us a little bit about your, um, before we go, I know you got a million things to do today, but a little bit about your, your organization, uh, the, the Stand Up and Shout organization. Can you, uh, can you give us a little bit more information about that? Sure, on what that entails and what you guys have yep. been doing? I mean, you know, oh, you've raised so much money. <laughs> yeah. Well, it started off when Ronnie passed away. Uh, people were sending money in and saying, what charity do you want to donate to? And so on and so forth. And I'm always afraid of big charities that always spend so much money on on administration fees and everything. And I was just like, it was like, I don't want to do that. I want to make sure that a kid gives me a dollar, it goes to where it's supposed to go. And so 14 board members I have now, which are all mostly friends of Ronnie's that he's been friends with for over 30 years. And we're all volunteers and we run it. We meet usually once a month and go over everything and do as much fundraising as we can. We, we've raised oh God, almost almost $3 million now. That's wonderful. And, you know, we've given money to TJ Martell, uh, to um, Vanderbilt Hospital, to MD Anderson, where Ronnie was treated. And now we're, we're sponsoring our Dr. W- uh, Dr. Wong at UCLA about saliva test that he's coming up with that can be very early detection uh so because women are good at getting checked men you got to drag them there they don't want to go <laughs> don't want the they don't want the finger up the butt you know <laughs> uh and so he's developing this uh swab that would just be swab inside your mouth wow. so you know there will be no excuse for men to go and get this swab done just to see early detection. And, you know, early detection saves lives. If we'd have known earlier that Ronnie had stomach cancer, which is like stomach cancer and pancreatic cancers are cancers that that you don't know until it's too late. Exactly. There's not that many signs. But if we get this swab happening, then you get early detection. You can get rid of these things and get rid of it. Yep. So that's sort of working on with that. And then obviously we do the ride for Ronnie every year, which is a Holly Davidson ride uh, that usually goes from Glendale to uh, Los Encinas Park. And we have a concert there. And then we do Bowl for Ronnie uh, at Pins in uh, Studio City. And that's unbelievable. That's sold out totally before it goes on sale yep. uh, because it's celebrity bowling. You're bowling with every celebrity you can possibly think of. <laughs> Jack Black has graced us so many times. You know, Dave Grohl, you, you name it. They're yep. there. Tom Morello has his own ball. You know, it, it's just, a, it's John Five. All these people are always there. And, and it's just a fun thing. A fun night raises money for cancer. Yep. So that's basically what we've been very busy doing. I'm wondering what he would have thought about about the pandemic and things like that too. How on what he would have done to to get people aware of either getting vaccinated or just staying, you know, doing the things that you're supposed to do. I, I, I just I, I I'm wondering now about his thoughts and what it would have been and yeah, on how he would have sure, conducted yeah. himself because you know what he was all about the live band and a live yeah. live this yeah, and live yeah, that when there's yeah. no live music. 
you know. I know. What I would know. he? What I would know. he have been doing? You know, and uh, crying probably, <laughs> <laughs> drinking a lot more beer and sitting at home watching drinking more sports. More yeah, yeah. crying. I don't know. I don't know if he could have handled that. You know, it's funny because uh, a journalist asked me today, "What? What do you think Ronnie would be doing if he was living now?" And I said, "Well, he'd still be performing and writing, uh, but I think he probably would have been doing some producing for younger bands as well." Yep. Yep, absolutely. He, was, and he obviously had, would have finished Magic at one, uh, two, and three because that was sure. his dream. For sure, for sure. And throwing throwing out the devil horns to people at all times too. Knuckles <laughs> out, by the way. You know, doesn't it make you angry when you see people when they've got the knuckles? They have them backwards, and the knuckles are facing themselves. I'm like, oh, they're trying. They're, oh, trying. they're trying, but I keep telling them, look, this is according to Ronnie. That's word. That's his grandmother's thing. You're you're. <laughs> You're, you're giving yourself the evil, you know, you're warding off your own self instead of that. You know? Exactly. Like, you know, you're supposed to be warding off the evil eye. Ward themselves off. That's funny. Wendy, I cannot thank you enough for being able to speak with us and doing this. All the great work that you've done. Um, it's just, you know, as a fan and as, a, you know, I consider myself a friend. And all of us, just a, just we cannot thank you enough for doing what you do and uh, for being by Ronnie's side the whole time and just, you know. Well, you know, I, I, I can't thank you enough for supporting and always supporting being there. We sure. couldn't do it without people like you. We absolutely couldn't, you know. And my thing is to keep Ronnie's music and his memory alive as long as I possibly can. And you help me so much. Well, we do what we can, you know what I'm saying? Again, the book is called Rainbow in the Dark. And the autobiography, and it's now available. Uh, actually, starting tomorrow, July twenty seventh, uh, permuted permuted press in the USA. I guess it is, and uh, that's right. You mm-hmm. can find mm-hmm. it, and it's going to be a great read. I look forward to seeing. And again, uh, Wendy will be doing to, uh, on the twenty eighth, which is Wednesday, a live signing dot com uh, event where uh, she's going to be answering questions and. Uh, for those who have pre-ordered the book in advance. And uh, again, um, anything else you want to add to that, Wendy? I mean, is there anything that we might have left out? I don't think so. I think we covered mostly everything. Um, All right. You know, well, um, I've got my band touring next year. The Dio Band will be touring again. Excellent. Um, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, I mean, we got things happening. And um, I'm just, I hope the book, I hope the fans like the book. It was written for the fans. And so I hope they like it. And uh, yeah. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Hang on the line for just a moment. Again, uh, Wendy, thank you for, for speaking with us here. And thank you so much, Duncan. I really appreciate it. You take care.